Hey everyone, you're listening to On the House with Spartan, an ad-free podcast brought to you by a full-service turnkey company. I'm your host, Lindsay Davis, CEO and co-founder of Spartan Invest. On this show, we talk about all things real estate, from market patterns, industry insight, construction, property management, and other investment avenues. We hope you'll join as we dive into today's episode of On the House with Spartan. Welcome back to another episode of On the House with Spartan Invest. Uh, Today, our topic of conversation is accounts receivable and eviction. And when we're talking about AR, I am specifically talking about the rent that the tenants pay Atlas Rental Property, which of course, as you guys know, that's the property management company that is partnered with Spartan Invest and manages the properties that Spartan sells. So I want to talk about the AR and eviction process because we get so many questions surrounding this and and rightfully so. What does the process look like? What's the credit criteria when we're looking at potential tenants? Because these are are the questions that are going to help determine the overall performance of your rental property. So yeah, these are very, very important questions. So I want to spend some time today uh, talking about that. And then in a few episodes from now, we're going to have on uh, Maggie Nelson, and she's going to kind of walk us through a little bit more detail, give us kind of some you know horror stories, good stories uh, on, on running throughout this, this AR and eviction. All right. So to start off, you know, you've got your rental property. We've got tenants that are, you know, potential tenants that are interested in that particular property. Now, we've just implemented a custom software that will, that's allowed us to kind of streamline the application process. It it automates the process. So there's, there's less back and forth between our licensed leasing agents and the the potential prospect. And if you want to hear more about kind of our agents and what they do, we did cover a full episode on leasing up the property. So you guys have already heard everything that goes into getting the tenant to the application process. Um, so once we've once we've got there and the tenant applies, this particular software, it'll instantly verify income. Uh, and it, it also secures facial recognition. You know, since COVID, we saw quite an uptick of falsified pay stubs and driver's licenses. And so this software helps us to automate, you know, the the facial recognition just to confirm uh, identity of the prospect. So when they're screening and going through the application process, our criteria and what we want, what we're looking for is you have to have a 550 or better credit score, verified gross income of at least three times the monthly rental rate. Uh, the the new software that we're using, uh, you know, allows the candidate to link up their payroll account. That way, it's just way more beneficial uh, because we're no longer just relying on three pay stubs as we were prior to implementing this new software. And then we also require positive rental verification. Now, again, our new software has this built in. It confirms the address verification as well. We are seeking to speak to their current or previous landlords just to confirm that they are in good standing. Um, And it, it just, this system makes it very difficult for potential applicants to lie in their application process. 
what are things that are going to get a potential tenant denied? Uh, the negative criteria. So we don't want active or recent judgments or evictions. And we usually look, uh, we, we look back for two years. Uh, and these are pretty, I said, usually, and I wanted to correct that because of fair housing regulations. Hey, we've got that two year mark. You have to be very clear on what you will and what you will not accept. And, you know, we do have some investors that are that ask, hey, well, for my particular property, I want to require a 700 credit score. Well, as a property management company, legally, we cannot do that. We have to have the same criteria across the board because we can't have some properties that will require a 700 credit score and then some properties that only require a 550 credit score. So we have to remain consistent across the board. Uh, So we are looking at the, the, the recent judgments or evictions for the last two years. We're also not accepting active or recent bankruptcies. And then we also look at criminal history and you know for federal violate for federal crimes uh, that potential tenants have been convicted of, you know they, it can't be within the last seven years um, or it cannot be a violent felony. And and we we take that stand across the board, like I said, just for fair housing. Uh, We're looking at all of those different aspects to determine whether or not we're going to say, yes, this tenant's approved or no, they're not. All right. So your tenant's been approved. Yay. That's awesome. Uh, So we've go, we're going into the collections process. So now is the time they've moved in. They, you know, they've signed all of our lease. If they've got a pet, they've paid the pet fee, security deposit, first month's rent. We do require that they pay the first month's rent before they move in, even if that's in the middle of the month. So that first, that next month, that next full month will be the prorate for whatever they moved in, right? So if they move in, let's say August 15th, they still have to pay a full month's rent, but we'll apply that first month's rent to the month of September. Um, and then in September, they will pay for the 16 days that they lived in the property for August. Uh, you know, when when you have a tenant come in and if they move in on a different day, on a, on a separate day like that, it can make your looking at your statement a little complicated. So that's what that that second month prorate is. So let's say, unfortunately, that your tenant is not paying their rent because our rent is due on the first. It is late after the fifth. So on the sixth day of the month, that's when our late fee is applied. Now, the late fee is 10% of the monthly rent, uh, and the tenant has to pay that in order not to be sent to eviction. After the sixth, that is on their ledger. They do have to uh pay that in full, and then ARP and the investor split that fee. So, um, hey, late after the 6th, eviction notices will go out every month, no later than the 10th. Now, that is that depends on what day the 10th falls on. You know, if the 10th falls on a, a Saturday, then they might get sent on the 9th or they might get sent on that next Monday. Now, per Alabama Landlord Act, tenants cannot legally 
withhold rent for maintenance issues. And unfortunately, we we see a lot of that in which we're sending tenants to eviction and then they'll come back and say, well, I'm not paying my rent until the door on my laundry room is fixed or, you know, a lot of times it's very frivolous maintenance. So in Alabama, in some states you can, but in Alabama you cannot. Your rent is due no matter what maintenance issues are going on. And as of August of this year, uh, 2022, and we're recording this in September, so as of August, ARP has collected $14.5 million in rental income. I mean, that's that's a lot. That's a lot of money to turn around and be paid out to our investor clients. We're, we're really excited about, about that number. So, you know, not not everything we talk about this a lot. Not everything in real estate is rainbows and unicorns and flowers. What happens when a tenant leaves and you know they have to go through the eviction process or they vacate the property and they haven't paid rent? And there's a big balance. You know, the investors now responsible for getting that property fixed back up, getting it back on the market. We talked a lot about that in our move out process and our move out episodes. Uh, so, what happens to that balance? Well, we work very closely with an, our eviction attorneys. It's Winston and Winston. I'll talk a little bit more about them when we're talking about the eviction process. But uh, what they'll do is that they'll essentially file uh, a collections claim on that former tenant. And so that collections claim will follow that particular tenant. Uh, wages can be garnished in the future, et cetera, et cetera. So we always do try to go after the tenant's if there is a balance left open. And now majority of the times, if a tenant is in the eviction process, they're moving out of that property before the sheriffs get there. Our eviction rate to where they stay in the entire length of time, it's pretty slim. Most of the time, the tenants have faced the fact that they're not getting their security deposit back and they've, they're just going to move on, which that's the best case scenario because at the end of the day, we want the property back so we can get it back on the market and get a good uh, rent paying tenant in that particular property, get that investor cash flowing again. So ideally, that is the goal. Now, communication, so the back and forth with the tenant when we're in that that collection process, you know, so we've, they, they're, let's say they're late, eviction notices go out on the 10th, um, and there, there's a lot of communication back and forth, phone calls, emails, portal messages, text messages. Uh, we even have tenants come into our office. We document absolutely everything. We were wanting to make sure uh, that every point of communication with that particular tenant is documented in their property where portal. And honestly, there's so many that we we cannot keep up without doc, without proper documentation. We want to be able to pull on previous conversations regarding that particular property and tenant. I mean, and honestly, that's one of the reasons why so many people, hey, we'll just go with turnkey providers and property management companies because there is so much back and forth, especially when you're dealing with collecting rent from tenants. And once that particular tenant is sent to eviction on the 10th of the month, then they have seven business days. So our eviction process, after we do that, they have seven business days to cure that notice. And that's pay their rent in full or vacate the property. 
And immediately once we send that tenant to eviction, we have to cut their online payment options. The reason that is is because to get out of eviction and not have to start the eviction process all over again, they have to pay the full amount. So if we accept a partial payment, unfortunately, that will change the amount that they are going to eviction for, and we have to start the process all over again. So we have to cut that off, and they have to now pay the pay the attorney because the attorney's already said they've if it's not in that within that seven days you know that's the, that's when the attorney takes it over and now you've got legal fees and you want to make sure that the tenant pays those as well so the investor is not stuck paying the attorney fees if that tenant decides to become whole and go ahead and, and pay in full so after that our great partners at Winston and Winston, they help us through the entire legal process in a timely manner. And we get a lot of questions on exactly what happens throughout the eviction process. Uh, you know, what happens here, there. So after the seven days, we file the eviction and go to court. Now they have so much time, they have 30 days to essentially respond to that eviction, stating they can, a lot of times they file, uh, you know, that they want an extension or a payment plan. Um, and then the vast majority of times, you kind of don't really hear anything after that 30 days. Then I, we file a writ for a set out and then wait until the sheriff completes the set out. Now, uh, several of our markets are very different in how they handle sheriff set outs. For instance, Tuscaloosa County, uh, you have to send a crew to that particular property with the sheriff in order for a tenant to be set out. Now, in Jefferson County, the sheriff will bring a crew to set that tenant out. Now, like I said, that's the that's the exception, not the rule. The majority of time throughout the process, if the tenant does not become current, they're usually out before the sheriff gets there. I think it's less than 2% of all of our properties in eviction actually make it to where the sheriff is going to set them out. Uh, and again, just like every other process throughout Spartan and throughout ARP, we're going to track it. We want to know, all right, Mr. Investor, in the event that your tenant goes into eviction and has to go through this process, what does that time look like? Because that's time that you are not cash flowing. So what does that look like? And right now, currently, our days in eviction, we're averaging 52 days out of a goal of 60 days. Now, to us, that is far too long. You know, we don't want we don't want any days uh, currently in eviction compared to other states, especially you guys, I'm sure know, compared to California, where it can be as long as six months before you're able to remove a non-paying tenant. 52 days is fantastic compared. Alabama is a very landlord-friendly state. And so we see that in this eviction process. And, and not because we're cruel, we just have the processes and procedures in place that, hey, if the landlord follows all of the rules and the regulations, then we can get a non-paying tenant out in 52 days. And there are protections for said tenant in in the event that the landlord has not held up their end of the bargain or done something illegal, you know, then there are protections in, in that space. But overall, Alabama being such a landlord friendly state, 52 days, and that is that's just phenomenal. 
And that's our eviction process. And I, I want I want everyone to know, hey, we talk about the risks with real estate. And I personally have rental property. I have a rental portfolio, practice what I preach. And I've gone, I've had tenants, unfortunately, go through eviction. I've had tenants that have stayed at, all the way until the sheriff leaves. And those those instances, that's going to happen. The goal at the end of the day is to get the tenant, uh, get a non-rent paying tenant out and to get a new tenant in. And and so that's why we're tracking all of these things. That's why we have these very strict uh, processes and procedures to make sure that our investors um, are are not down and not not cash flowing for any length of time. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I know I didn't want to get too much in the weeds, but it's just such an important topic to talk about uh, because it's, you know, hey, it, it factors into when you're looking at your overall performance of your rental property. So um, thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And that's On the House with Spartan Invest. Thank you guys for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. If you want to learn more, check us out online at SpartanInvest.com. Until next time, this is On the House with Spartan.